And welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. We are back with you. It's been two months since we've been together, and I sure have missed it very, very much. So we're going to talk about the crown of glory, but I Kay was on a missions trip to two different countries. Two. Yeah. Africa and yeah. Guatemala, Guatemala, possibly. Yes. So why don't you just share a, a highlight with each from Africa and Guatemala, um, maybe some hardships that you see that they need help in, and some praises as well. Okay. Well, I would um, highly recommend a mission trip to anybody. It's life-changing, and I feel honored to and privileged to have been able to go to both of those and actually you know, after two years of the pandemic, they haven't had any missionaries over to visit them at all. It's been pretty quiet. In fact, those countries were under much more restrictions than what we were during these last two years. But the uh, people of Uganda are just very grateful people. Both countries, there's a lot of poverty, but they're happy people. Um, Show Mercy is an organization. Oh, an organization. And, okay, and gotcha. An organization. And okay. that's in Uganda. And we stayed on a compound. And that's where they actually work out of to reach out to the community and do just different things. And that's where you had to sleep with nets because yeah. of mosquitoes yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. right? Because malaria is really, really bad there. In she Uganda. got all of her shots, though, before uh, she went. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I did. But I guess the thing that impressed me the most is their the, how their hearts are on fire and they care about their communities and care about witnessing and spreading the gospel to people and making sure that people that are in desperate need are not only witnessed to, but they're also uh, provided for with like growing God's gardens. We did a couple of gardens while we were there. Not like the gardens we would think here, okay? But just as that they would have food to grow to to feed their families. And Guatemala, they're also on fire for spreading the gospel. Their, our mission though, is the girls that get to go to school. Our coffee house supports those girls. They are just thriving, that they are. And it was really good to see some of the girls that I've seen in the past there before. Girls in Guatemala normally don't get to go to school. They are fortunate if they do get to go to school. Is that where they people steal the kids for sex trafficking? Uh, I'm sure it happens there, but that's not... I'm sure it happens. It happens here. Because, I mean, you guys were afraid for some of the children that Cambodia. you... Cambodia. Oh, Cambodia is yeah. where that happens. Cambodia is okay. really bad. It's really bad, okay. sex trafficking the kids. Okay. And the difference is... is that in Uganda and in Guatemala, people take care of the children. Even if they're not their children, people take care of the children. Okay, so if, if mom and dad are dead or mom and dad are gone or whatever, and aunt and uncle, a grandma, it's not uncommon for a grandma. It's not uncommon for lots of children in a home. Uh, in Guatemala, we visited a home that we took some food and some backpacks because two of the girls in the home went to school at Proxmo's. They um, each got backpacks with school supplies and so forth, and there were 10 people in the house with one bed. One bed? One bed. Whoa. One bed. And they're dirt floors, too, or concrete? Not, not all of them. Oh, okay. But, but some are, yeah. All concrete right. Concrete floors. Concrete. Yeah. So but dirt roads. Most of them are dirt roads. and. 
But I'm just thinking yeah. about 10 people in one bed. Not everybody's going to be fitting in that bed. So yeah. people that who have to lay on the floor yeah. would be very, very... Un- Boy, that makes yeah. my back hurt thinking yeah. of that. So Woo. I come home feeling very grateful to get in a hot shower and drink water out of my faucet and go to the refrigerator <laughs> and have, have food. That's true. Because those people don't even That's have true. refrigerators. They That's don't. That's true. And mm-hmm. uh, we're very, 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 very fortunate here. Um, but that home that we went to there in Guatemala for the home visit, we actually went to several home visits, and it was good. It was just really good. One of the little girls left for a little bit, and, and she came back, and they, on the average, make about $2 a day. The little girl comes in, and the mom um, proceeds to tell us that they have something they want to give us. There's no doubt that they spent their day's wages and got these cans of iced tea and gave each no of us. No way. And, and you couldn't say no. Well, you know, yeah. Because that would insult them if, but they were just so grateful to have somebody come and visit them and for Aww, somebody to care for and their. they spent all their money on, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. $2 a day? $2 a day. What? Wow. Well, thank you You're welcome. for changing lives over there. So we are going to be reading from Dr. David Jeremiah, the book of signs. So Kay, why don't you start out with the crown of glory? Okay. The crown of glory. The final reward in the lineup is the crown of glory. Peter wrote, the elders who are among you, I exhort. I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. From 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. The crown seems especially designed for Christian leaders and for those who are faithful shepherds of the people of God. Now, I don't believe you have to be an official pastor on staff at a church to receive this crown. You might be the shepherd of a small group. Your flock might be your family and your children. It might be your Sunday school class or a small group. Lord often gives us responsibility for the spiritual well-being and nurturing of others. And what an opportunity to serve him. Many earthly monarchs have found their crowns heavy and their reign troubled. Panic and problems have overwhelmed them. But the crowns awarded by Jesus will be nothing but delight. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, Rewards not of debt but of grace shall be given to the most obscure and unknown of you. For his sake have sought to teach the little children or to reclaim the adult who had fallen into sin. Take courage. Your work of faith and labor of love are not in vain in the Lord and will do wonders yet to the praise of his grace. That's going to be so cool. I've been reading other books that the rewards that God has for us in heaven. It's hard to fathom what heaven's going to be like and what we're going to be doing. I I guess I used to think heaven was going to be boring in one thing. Yeah. Not really a life to go up there with a whole different life. Like I could sit down at the table and have coffee and eat with you. But we are going to be able to do that. 
the more I, I guess I, I search for answers on heaven, I'm getting a totally different outlook now about how wonderful and fun and exciting it's going to be. I don't know. Maybe it's just different faiths as you're raised and what you're right. taught or, right. yeah. yeah. Well, I think as a child or a younger person, I thought that we were just, we were going to be going like, Glory, glory. Yes, exactly. Be singing glory, all the glory, time, twenty four seven. Yes, glory, yes. Glory, 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 God. That that is what we would be doing all the and time. That's what we would be doing. Yes, and that's what we would continue to be doing was be mm-hmm. glorifying God and mm-hmm. singing to Him praises. Yes, seriously, we will be doing right? that, but well, it's not going to be twenty four seven. But no, I had not. that was. Thank you, because yeah. that was the exact same thing that I thought. Yeah. yeah, right. I guess, too, I didn't think we would really have our own minds. Yeah. I, just, I don't know how to explain it or what I thought. I know we're not going to think of sin or bad things. I know right. that's going to be out. So I guess I just kind of thought that. I don't know <laughs> what I thought, but... God made us. He gave us our personality. We have jobs to do in heaven, too. Right. We do. That is really going to be exciting to see what he has planned for us. But he is preparing a meal for us. He says heaven on earth. Yes. As heaven on earth. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be pretty cool, too. So I just, the more I read and find out about it it's getting more interesting to me so the greatest reward of all these may not be all the crowns of awarded at the judgment seat of christ perhaps thousands of other categories will be revealed on that day but one overriding thought has lodged in my mind as i've thought about these things as wonderful as our rewards are they truly don't represent our core motivation if we serve the lord only to get a reward It indicates we don't truly understand Christianity. Somebody put it this way. In theory, it might be possible to pursue eternal rewards with fleshly motives. However, I've never met anyone I've sensed was guilty of doing so. I've never heard someone say, I'm a missionary in deep, dark jungle because I want to get to heaven. I want a mansion that is bigger than the Joneses. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard anything like that. Have you? Right. For myself, I can't remember ever thinking, if I witness to this guy, God will owe me big time. Think of this. Think of it this way. If you're really an athlete, you don't run for the trophy. You run for the joy of the race and for the discipline and for the victory that comes in your heart. The trophy is just something to keep around and remind you of the blessing of being in the race itself. None of these crowns really represent our greatest reward. Remember what the Lord told Abraham in Genesis 15, 1. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. The Lord has planned planned many blessings for Abraham, which he outlined in Genesis 12 and 15. Okay, I want to go back to what you read when you said, do not be afraid. There are some people going through a lot of things right now and Satan's attacking and making people anxious or afraid. Anytime that you're in a hurry to make a rush decision or you are nervous and you're really afraid, call out to God 
and say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, because God is not fear. God is not afraid. None of that comes for God and God promises us, do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Please remember that when you fall upon hard times or when the enemy attacks you and you just say that over and over and got in ask the Holy Spirit to come down and calm your mind. I have to do that. Oh, boy. Thank you. You can start with God promised. God promised to bless him and to make him a great nation, to give him great land, to give him many descendants, to bless those who blessed him and curse those who cursed him, and to make his name great. He promised that all the earth would be blessed through his lineage, but nothing compared to the blessing of personally knowing God, the God of all eternity. The Lord himself exceeded all other gifts. The Lord himself is our exceedingly great reward. There it is again, Teresa. Yeah. And that brings up the best thing I know to say about our rewards. What are we going to do with these crowns? Let's say you get to heaven, stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and receive three different crowns for your faithful service on earth. What are you going to do with them? The answer is in Revelation 4, 10 and 11, which describes the great heavenly worship service that will occur when the rapture of resurrected saints arrive in heaven. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Look at that. I believe the 24 elders very likely represent the redeemed of all ages who are caught up in heaven at the rapture and resurrection. If that is true, it tells it that after we receive our rewards humbly with gratitude, we're going to see Jesus. We're going to take the only thing we have in heaven, which is the crown he gave us. We fall down at his feet and give it back to him and say, Thank you, Lord, for helping me to be here. Thank you, Lord, for paying for my sin. Thank you, Lord, for being my redeemer. Thank you for using me a little bit on earth. Thank you for letting me be your servant. I haven't got much to give you, Lord, but here's my crown. That's powerful. That's very powerful. I don't want to be standing in the background watching everybody I knew on earth bringing their crowns and giving them to the Lord Jesus, but because I was a lazy Christian, I have nothing to offer. All this occurs before he wipes away all the tears from our eyes because there will surely be some tears at that moment. There's an old story I've told over the years, but because it seems such a fitting end to this chapter, I want to tell it one more time. There was an old missionary couple, Mr. and Mrs. Henry C. Morrison, who served in Africa for 40 years and were returning to America to retire. This was in the days that most transcontinental travel was done by ship. As they steamed into the New York Harbor, they had mixed feelings. Though glad to be home, they were concerned because they had no pension. Their health was broken and they were tired. Hmm. They discovered while on board ship that President Theodore Roosevelt and his entourage were also on board, returning from a big game hunting expedition in Africa. They watched the fanfare that accompanied the president's return from abroad. T.R. Roosevelt was met by a great delegation and with much excitement. Reverend Morrison couldn't help feel some resentment. There was no one to meet him. No one came to celebrate the return after 40 years of faithful service. Honey, you shouldn't feel that way, said Mrs. Morrison. 
I can't help it, he said. It doesn't seem right. The missionary slipped off the ship unnoticed, found a cheap room on a New York East Side street, and tried to figure out their future. That night, the missionary's heart broke, he said to his wife. I can't take this. God is not treating us fairly. His wife replied, why don't you just go into the bedroom and tell that to the Lord? <laughs> a short time later, Reverend Morrison came out of the bedroom, and his face was completely different. His wife asked, honey, what happened? <laughs> he said, well, the Lord settled it with me. I told him how bitter I was that the president should receive this tremendous homecoming when no one met us as we returned home. And when I finished, it seemed as though the Lord just put his hand on my shoulder and said, but you're not home yet. We're not home yet. It's rewarding to serve Christ and we receive many rewards. But in this life, but in the best awards are being reserved for the award ceremony in the heavens, in the heavens. And the best reward of all is our Lord himself. What a joy to one day cast all of our crowns at his feet. Our rewards are in heaven and that's eternity. That is our home. Earth is not our home. Home is going to be where you go when you leave this earth, whether it be heaven or hell. That is going to be your home for eternity. Right. So that, yeah, makes sense. I mean... That'll be a glorious day to be with the Lord and all your loved ones. And I'm so excited to meet the prophets. Boy, I wonder how many people are in heaven. (laughs) I I mean, think about from the beginning of time, you know, it's like, is there enough room for everybody to go? There's got to be, you know, there's enough room here for people. So there's got to be enough room and. You know, when he, when he creates heaven on but earth. But think of all the thousands. I mean, just all the yeah. years yeah. that people have. Uh, no, I know God is almighty and everything. But it'll be very, it'll be very interesting to. But that is our home. Right. That is our home. And that's what we that's need to be working to for. Be. Yes, absolutely. This is not our home. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to be treated fairly here. We are not. We are not. That's you know. hard sometimes, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's, it's yes. so hard yeah, it sometimes. Hard. Yes, it is when when you feel like, um, why would you say that to me, or why would you why would you do that to me, or why would you act that way? And we're just living in times. I mean, really, times now where people are just doing some really outrageous things and not having any feelings. It's like it doesn't matter. And um, Dr. David Jeremiah has been talking about that on the radio. Yeah, he has. We are going to wrap up. And the next time we meet, we are going to discuss worship. So we want to thank everybody for uh, stopping by this week. And until next time. God bless you. 